Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Justin Tyson. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, uh, if you are listening to this episode live, I apologize. We're a day late on getting this one out. Uh, No big deal, though. Uh, It's live and it's awesome. So you guys are going to hear from a really cool F-350 dually, something a little bit different than what we usually have on the show. Uh, But before we get talking to Stephen Lux, if it's May 2020, get over to DuramaxTuner.com and order yourself some Easy Link. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so 15% off all easy link tuning products right now. Uh, you cannot buy the hardware alone. Of course we sell the hardware with the tuning to save 15% that way. Or if you already have an easy link or a buddy or a wife's truck that we can tune with easy link. Um, Hey, you can get just the support pack. No problem. Those are 15% off as well. Yeah. And they uh, support the 11 to 16 Duramaxes 6.6. They support the 13 to 20 Cummins 6.7. I should be rolling this off because Paul and I are the ones that make all these damn videos, right? Like, um, the 2013 to 2019 Power Stroke and the 11 to I'm seeing 2020 EcoBoost. Yes, sure. Okay. Um, all right. I'm gonna my video. Uh, so guys, so yeah, if, if you're driving an EcoBoost, and I think that's what we're finding a lot of, right, Justin, is guys who we've already tuned their diesel truck and maybe their wife drives an EcoBoost or, or they used to have a diesel and they, they kind of took it down a step uh, with their newest truck and they got into an EcoBoost for whatever reason. Uh, we could still use EasyLink on those. It's awesome tuning, flex fuel, all sorts of involved. Give us a call, talk to us, or jump on over to DuramaxTuner.com and check it out. While you're there, um, you're also going to need some... Probably an intercooler, intercooler pipes, a custom intake, a set of injectors, a CP3. Guys, you know who we work with when it comes to all those components. Uh, WC Fab takes care of any of our fabrication parts, and Exergy Performance takes care of any of our fuel system parts. I just had somebody the other day just ask me on Facebook, uh, hey, I've been thinking about going to this shop. I see they're quite a bit cheaper. What do you think of them? Uh, and, and my response, which I'm sure would be your response was like, Hey, actually those guys have been around for a while. I'm sure they are cheaper. Um, I only run Exergy components in our trucks. I would only recommend Exergy components for your trucks. Uh, and it's the same when it comes to the fabrication parts. I mean, I've had guys ask me as well, it's an intake. What's the difference, right? Like if I make it in my garage or if, or if Jason Worley makes it like, what's the difference? Well, there's a quality difference. There's a fit and finish. There's a polish. There's an end look difference, but there's also a consistency uh, of going to the same company every single time. And you mm-hmm. know exactly what you're going to expect. You know exactly how it's going to fit. And that's going to be the make or break deal of why you go back. For sure. And we, we use these guys parts. Anytime there's a sled pulling season that you've seen us come, you know, compete in anytime we've taken, you know, our, our 2007, uh, Cummins to events, it's all supporting their stuff. So we've put them to the test. We've beaten them like every truck that we have. <laughs> <laughs> we tell you things. And they have proven and they last. I mean, there's there's no qualms about it. That's it, man. That's why we love them. Uh, well, hey, guys, I know what you love is hearing our interviews. And today we got a really, really cool interview with Stephen Lux, who's got an awesome F-350 dually. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him. Oh, probably about two weeks ago now. Uh, so I know we're excited to finally get this one live. I think it's a little bit different of a vehicle than what we usually have on. And I know you listeners are going to love it. 
All right, guys, it's now time for my new favorite part of our show, uh, which is the listener ride review. This is your chance to come on the show, talk about your truck, and hey, we'll see if we can help you with anything. And if nothing else, you get a chance to just share some some great intimate knowledge about diesel performance. Today, we have on a very special guest, uh, Stephen Lux. Stephen, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. We definitely appreciate you carving out some time to talk with our listeners about your truck. Uh, But before we dive into what you're driving, tell us, man, how'd you get your start in diesel performance? Uh, Growing up, my dad was always wrenching on stuff and uh, just kind of stuck with it. Uh, A bunch of friends growing up had diesel stuff and finally said, all right, maybe I should get into this and found a truck, bought it up and been kind of toying with it ever since i love that man that seems to be just like such the kind of thread of like you got you almost have to be exposed to it at a young age to really get that passion to do something stupid like build a diesel for performance (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) now tell our listeners i I know this one's a dinosaur this is this is a truck we've poked at specifically in the past what are you driving man what are we talking about today uh truck's a 1992 uh f-350 7.3 idi uh, how many miles are on it uh it's sitting at two hundred and forty-five thousand. oh shit she's just barely broken <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> is, is this still something you drive every day are you are you on the regular behind the wheel of this thing uh i usually take it out uh, usually at least once a week once twice a week just to keep it going okay okay what mods have you done to it so far uh, it started out as a NA automatic truck and, uh, we kind of blew the trans up about three times within a month of owning it. <laughs> and I finally said, okay, maybe we should go a different route. And, uh, I always wanted a manual truck. So I searched around, found a ZF five to put in it. Uh, so converted it over to a five speed manual, uh, did some digging, found a turbo kit off of a 94 IDI turbo factory truck, uh, swapped all that in. So just slowly been turning it into something kind of fun to beat around on. I love it, man. I love it. Not a fast truck. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the purpose of this truck? Why are you working on this one instead of going to, say, buy something newer? Uh, at the time I was somewhat looking for just a diesel truck. It didn't really have to be anything special at the time. And, uh, a friend of mine's wife pointed it out to me. We were at a party and, uh, she pointed it out and said, you know, this looks like something stupid you two would buy joking around. And after (laughs) I read the sales ad, read the sales ad and all, and I was like, you know what? you're right. This is something stupid we should buy. And, uh, <laughs> drug GPS it said, Oh, it's only two hours away. Drug him out of his own party, threw him in the truck. Off. We went to go buy a truck in a rainstorm <laughs> in the dark and, uh, kind of, kind of a sight unseen type deal. Really? Uh, out there crawling around the mud with the what, flashlights which- of our phone, looking it over. And, uh, for, for a truck that's been in, it's always been in the Northeast. It was actually originally sold in Pennsylvania and, uh, I picked it up out of Northeast Maryland. So I was really surprised when I saw it in the daylight to see that it wasn't 
a total rusted out shit box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love that you took the time to drive two hours in the middle of your friend's birthday party with him um, to go look at a truck at night in a rainstorm and then still took the time to bust out your flashlights and look as though there was anything that flashlight could have shown you that would scare you off of buying the truck. Like, let's let's be once you've driven two hours right. in the middle of the night in a rainstorm to look at a truck, you're going home with the fucking truck. I mean, it, it's a done deal, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was we were on the way back uh, after looking at it and all. And he's like, you know, he goes, I, I got to give you crap over two things. And I'm like, what's that? He goes, if you didn't buy it, I was because we drove all the way up here. <laughs> he goes in number two. Number two was, he goes, you've given me so much crap for always saying I wanted a two-door, two-wheel dually. He goes, and you just went and bought one after you gave me all this shit for so many months. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you bring that up because I've, I've seen pictures of the truck. I, I think we were going back and forth talking a little bit about this story on the Facebook group. Guys, if you're not already on the group, jump on Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast. Um, it's a really great place where we do talk a lot about people's specific builds and go through funny stories and things like that about diesel performance. Um, but Steven, I saw pictures of the truck. My mom wouldn't say it looks mint, but all of my coworkers would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it slowly, I got to get it back into a paint booth, but, uh, it, the factory bed, the guy I bought it off of wasn't sure how the damage occurred. I'm assuming a tree fell on it at some point because that's the only thing I can think of unless they tried to drive over it with a bulldozer that would have crushed the uh, passenger side <laughs> of the bed down. But they kind of folded it back up and wedged a metal brace in there to hold the bedside up. So I said, eh, maybe I should find another bed. And uh, at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. And uh, the... Oddly enough, the tow company that picked it up when I blew the transmission out of it, the the automatic out the last time, uh, the guy had a hauler body for pulling a gooseneck. And he, uh, he said, do you know anybody looking for one? I said, well, maybe I'll throw it on this truck. That'll get that crunched up <laughs> beer can off the back. And, and uh, threw that on there, had that on for about a year, and uh, finally said, you know what? I kind of miss being able to put stuff in the bed of a truck that's not my daily driver truck and so i got searching around found a a clean rust-free bed uh locally a guy had bought it for his and ended up crashing the truck before he ever oh, put no. it on there so spent spent some money picked that up and uh threw it on there and then oddly enough for such a common body style finding a tailgate's hard to do apparently and uh found it well everybody has smashed their tailgate on these trucks oh yeah they're all gone finally (laughs) finally found one so right now we're just kind of we got a red bed on a blue truck with a white tailgate so it's a little little american going on there but and uh it's not terrible (laughs) american as fuck yeah Awesome. Okay, well, this has been a build that you've been working on for a little while. What's been the most challenging part of working on this truck so far? What was the hardest project you tackled? Oh, probably probably when I converted it over to a turbo, just making sure that everything was set up where I wasn't going to burn up the motor. Um, 
the naturally aspirated motors, the uh, valley pan doesn't have any drain holes to allow where the uh, oil drain for the turbo pedestal is to actually bleed back down. So you have to kind of stab some holes into it or go buy another valley pan. So very uh, meticulously with a small dead blow hammer and a and a pry bar, we punched some drain holes in there. <laughs> but those those are not meticulous tools, my friend. Um, we, we need to discuss what that word means. <laughs> but it uh, it actually surprisingly did a lot better. Um, a lot of people said I looked at the new drain pan style, and it's only two, three, you know, maybe five small holes in it. So we put some, uh, about six nice big, uh, probably inch oh, diameter holes in there just to get some nice oil flow. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds like a seven, three build. Yeah. Yeah. My precision tool, my dead blow hammer, my pry bar, six, <laughs> one inch gaping holes in the top of my oil pan. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Um, Hey, three, three, three PSI oil pressure, still oil pressure. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, so the turbo swap. You know, I'm surprised because I would have thought the transmission swap would have been a bigger pain in the ass. I really thought it would have, too. Um, me and a friend of mine, actually the one I drug out of his birthday party, Tim, uh, we pulled the trans out. At that point, we were kind of pretty good of getting that transmission out after blowing it up that many times and uh had it had it dropped out and slid the zf up into place and uh, i had to luckily when i grabbed the zf out of a different truck it came out of an f super duty which runs narrower frame rails so i was like oh i don't know maybe i'll take the cross member i doubt it'll be any different but and good thing i did because the trans mounts actually a little bit further forward on that ZF that's in it. So I had to actually fit that cross member up further into the truck and, uh, bolt everything down. And it surprisingly went really well. We just kind of pulled the trans harness out of the truck and, uh, pulled all the pins out of the connector and, sort of jerry-rigged a clutch safety switch and just kind of back-fed the neutral sensor <laughs> okay okay that's how that's how i usually like to feed my uh my neutral safety switch sensor yeah sure um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> all right so what modification do you think made the greatest impact was it a bigger deal to swap a trans in there was it was it like a totally new truck after you put a turbo on it i assume you have some sort of chip or tuner or something on this truck as well right uh the turbo definitely woke it up uh, which i mean wasn't a big surprise they were dogs out of as an na truck so anything forcing a little bit more air into it's going to be definitely helpful um when i had bought it the injection pump had been turned up uh just to try and give it a little bit more pep when it was still an na truck so Throwing okay. the turbo, throwing the turbo on it, it already had plenty of fuel, so the turbo helped clean all that up and actually utilize it, and not just blow it right out of the tailpipe. But sure, 
All right, so it's got a little fuel. It's got a little more air. Uh, it's starting to pick up. What What's something that, that was surprising? What's something that you learned during this build? Um, that there's really not too many people that make IDI parts. Uh, <laughs> there's about... <laughs> There's really about like two, three companies that still make stuff for them, and that's about it. <laughs> when we visited their facility, we actually got to see them running um, some 6.2 IDI turbo conversion kits right there on the line. Uh, and I remember legitimately laughing when Gail said that's what he was doing. I thought he was joking. I was like, no, you guys don't still make this shit. He's like, oh, yeah, don't buy it. Um, so there's a few a few out there. Who, do you, who have you worked with? Who's been a, a really big help for you during your build? Uh. R&D, IDI performance. Um, I ran their billet return system. Got rid of all those leaky little caps that they had on them from factory and went with uh, billet aluminum fuel rails. Deleted all that leak-prone junk. And uh, I actually, uh, Banks, I'm running one of their downpipes, uh, which actually brought the truck to life a lot more than I thought it would have. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. Good stuff out there. Okay. Um, now, IDIs, this is becoming, this is like what I call the dinosaur. So there's not nearly as many resources to learn about IDI performance. Uh, I know if somebody were to call and ask me like, hey, where can I go learn more about Duramax performance? I got a whole three pages of references of places you could go to learn more, right? Where do you go to learn about IDI performance? Yeah. Where do you get this knowledge? Oh, it's rough. Uh, there's about Facebook and uh if you're lucky you can kind of fiend through all the bs and figure out what's actually truthful in there and uh anybody who's been kind of working on diesels since like the 80s when idis were an actual thing <laughs> <laughs> find some old guys they can help that's that's your yeah, best find, resource find some find some old guys they'll, they'll be able to help you out here <laughs> do you have plans of taking this build further um i'm back and forth on i know i i want to try and figure out and determine exactly if i want to four-wheel swap it it is kind of nice just having it as a two-wheel drive. Uh, better fuel mileage. It, I'm back and forth. Yeah. Better fuel mileage. One less thing I got to service. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it. I think at this point, performance-wise, I think I'm kind of at a standstill. Because without going through and throwing a cam and doing a bunch of work to get really nowhere is not really reasonable i totally um, agree with that statement i'm willing to yeah, admit that. that that is an accurate <laughs> statement yes <laughs> all right man but i think it's but, a really cool build yeah, i think you built uh, this one for fun it seems like this is just a passion project you're not out trying to win races or or kill it at the sled pole sounds like you just built it to have some fun with it yeah yeah it really just got built just to have fun with and it's funny that you said take it to a sled pool because we did that and blew the trans up the first time back when it was an NA. <laughs> <laughs> we we had it for all of like maybe three hours and oh goodness, it needed a torque, it needed a torque converter seal. I had only paid eight hundred bucks for the truck, so a four dollar seal and it was good to go. And <laughs> there was a sled pool for the fire company local to my buddy's house and. uh he was like, oh, we should go there. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, take the truck with you. All right, fine. 
And then we got there and it was, oh, put it in, put it in. All right, why not? What What's the worst that happens? We burned down an $800 truck. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I've made worse decisions in my life. <laughs> I love that. How'd it do? I mean, besides, I mean, it, it smoked the trans, uh, right? It didn't. Oh, yeah, it, it smoked the trans. It actually cooked the torque converter when it smoked the trans that time. Whew. And, uh, yeah, it, it came apart pretty good. <laughs> um, it made it out there, I don't know, probably about 100 feet. And then I started to smell trans fluid, and I was like, oh, this can't be good. And a uh, little bit of white smoke coming up by the doors, and I was like, well, maybe I should shut it off. And so I killed it. And uh, we had to tow it back to oh, the goodness. shop and let it sit there. I let it sit there. It was puking trans fluid at the snout of the transmission. And and uh, when we pulled it all apart, had everything sitting off to the sides and all. And it was actually boiling in oh. the torque converter. It was all bubbling over. And I was like, that, oh, well. That's as hot <laughs> as it got. There that's goes it. that. So, <laughs> that's, Yeah. Yeah, when it starts to bubble over in a torque converter, it's, it's done. <laughs> Any final advice for our listeners? Anything you share with other guys who maybe have a similar passion? Uh, definitely go out and, you know, even if it's something small, you got to start somewhere. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger looking at diesel trucks and all, and, oh, yeah, I'm going to go buy a LB7 four-door long bed dually and, you know, be something and that never happened <laughs> ended up buying a two-door two-door dually uh, idi but it uh you know you gotta start somewhere and uh even something that's a diamond in the rough can turn into something shiny so i love it man i think that's great advice if you're thinking about it jump in and do it uh now's the time today's the day you know if, if you're if you've been fucking the idea about getting into diesel performance uh jump in two feet man you you, you won't look back and regret it You'll definitely look back and be fond of those memories. I totally agree with that. Listen, Steve, I really appreciate you carving out time for our listeners. I think you shared a, a great story and a, and a lot of good info. Um, anything that I, I should have asked you that I didn't? Uh, not that I can think of. I love it, man. Let's wrap it up, guys, for today. This has been Paul Wilson. You've been listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, we're going on two episodes a week, so make sure you check back with us. I believe on Tuesdays and Fridays they'll be going live. For today, this has been Paul. Thanks so much for listening. Not a fast truck. No, no, not at all.